0: Ashamed of the gospel, because it is God's power for salvation to everyone who believes.
1: Welcome to another Just Informed talk radio show. I'm your host, Craig James, with Nick No, our co-host today. We are going to be diving into a bunch of big stories. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Of course, we would be remiss if we didn't take time to talk about the superb Owl Ceremony, which took place yesterday evening. For those of you who don't know, the Taylor Swift PSYOP is in full effect as the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl, thus putting her and her boyfriend who loves COVID jabs into the spotlight. We're going to talk about that. Plus, we're going to update you on uh, stuff regarding uh, Tucker Carlson's interview with Putin. A lot of things we weren't able to cover on Friday because of major internet blackouts that happened here in Colorado. So we're going to get into that. Plus, we have a bunch of other interesting stories, a lot happening over the weekend. But before we get there... I want to bring on our co-host, Nick No. And, uh, Nick, you know, a lot to cover here today. D- did you have any um, thoughts about the Superb
2: Owl ceremony last night? You know, I don't have really uh, too much to talk about in terms of positive things. I mean, uh, I saw that uh, Mayorkas was out there interviewing with the NFL for some reason, uh, preaching – his idea of America, you know, is talking about how it's important to keep everybody safe there. You got, you know, 330,000 people come in there and then 65,000 people in a stadium uh, altogether. They're extremely vigilant, you know, for the stadium, but not for our country for some reason.
1: I, yeah, it's like we need to protect the Super Bowl while the southern border is being invaded. It's almost laughable to hear these people talk. But let's check in with the uh, with Alex Jones and see what he thought of last night's game. Hey, Alex, uh, are you there? Let's get your take on all of this. Hey, uh,
3: what do you think of the Cowboys? What do you think of, you think of this? <laughs> yeah, did you see the simulated combat on TV? Yeah, I watched it. A bunch of rich gladiators that could care less about me. Did you see it? Yeah, I'm empty too. Yeah, I did. I fill my head with facts and figures that don't matter instead of learning the political system and standing up for myself. Again, I'm not saying sports are bad in and of themselves if you're involved in it, but not when it's your whole focus. It's always the same. They're like androids, it's, they have like a little fake conversation. So, what do you think of the playoffs? What do you think of the weather? Oh, yeah, and you start bringing up, I don't know, uh, what do you think of uh, the surveillance grid going in? Have you heard about how they're listening to all of us without warrants? They're like, well, gee, buddy, what you bringing that up for? Uh, It's kind of (laughs) weird. Well, it is weird they're doing it. It's very dangerous. Oh, I don't care. I'm not involved in politics. I don't have to worry about that, Mac. Oh, really? They're putting the grid in place to
1: rob you, you fat. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Alex. That was good. Thank you for that update. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we could see what he thought about the game. That's an older clip to be fair of Alex Jones, but still poignant nonetheless, right, Nick
2: yeah he he nailed it you know and uh you know i I was actually in football i in high school I played football in college i I could have played football for university, but I decided not to and uh anyway, I still played flag football, and i even after being done with that in the military, I did too, but you know what. After being so involved in sports for so long and then I saw everybody start kneeling for the national anthem, it, that was it for me. That was it. Full break. No negotiations. That was it for me. I couldn't watch it anymore.
1: Yeah, me too. Me too. I went through a, a pretty uh, stark reality shift when I saw the kneeling and the hatred for America. But in all fairness, I, I kind of give those guys a little bit of I – don't, I don't go too hard against them because I think they're all very low-IQ individuals, not entirely. I mean, I'm sure there's some smart people who play football, but they're just not the brightest apples in the world. I mean, you're, you're literally talking about guys like – You know, especially with basketball, I I grew up playing basketball and football, Nick, and I love those sports very much just because I love, you know, teamwork, leadership, you know, what you learn from that. And I love playing the game. But, you know, when I watch, uh, you know, LeBron talk about America, I mean, I'm like, dude, you get paid $100 million to, you know, bounce a ball and throw it in a hoop. Like, I don't really take my political cues from you. But people do. And, uh, unfortunately, that is the case. Now, last night's superb Owl ceremony the moloch worshiping wasn't as bad as i thought i i watched it nick because not because i really wanted to to be honest with you but because i felt that i had to so i could tell the audience about what happened you know i watch it so you don't have to i'm sure a lot of you out there watched it as well um you know nick i i could start with some of the commercials that took place just complete blasphemy and heresy that uh is, is beyond reproach i mean t- some of these organizations that claim to be Christian putting out content that is just uh, wildly antithetical to what scripture talks about and and teaches. But beyond that, uh, you know, one of the things that stood out to me is obviously you have the, uh, the, the COVID vax loving, you know, social justice warrior, Travis Kelsey and his uh, you know, demonic witch, girlfriend taylor swift the snow queen as they call her uh they were in attendance and and most of this role was about them and setting up the taylor swift psyop to go into full effect as we head into the next election season which is uh surely going to be when they roll her out to uh, try to prop up either joe biden or michelle obama probably michelle obama uh because we all know joe biden's not going to make it and what will end up happening is It'll make all the little Swifties, as they call them, feel so good. And, and it'll, it'll boost their virtue signaling to full blast to be able to say, I'm supporting a woman of color. Oh, she's going to beat that evil Donald Trump. And uh, they're all going to work off their emotion. Maybe all their periods will go in sync. But that's what we're going to end up seeing, Nick. And, and, I, and I hate to be so crass. Excuse me. I just I get disgusted and sickened by the, the level of uh, operational chaos that they put in place intentionally, which is meant to, you know, obfuscate the reality of the situation, which is that obviously she is a tool of the deep state. I mean, you have literal uh, symposiums where they're talking as far as using her for psyops for the intelligence community, and everybody just goes, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. That You know, that clip doesn't exist. And I'm like, no, they, they literally are talking about it. Uh, Nick... You know, again, excuse my crass uh, joke. There, it's just so, to me, obvious what's coming. Am, am I wrong, Nick?
2: No, it, it's uh, it's full on debauchery and and uh, you know disgrace to uh, Christianity. I haven't seen all of the aspects of the the. There's a commercial where they. Uh, made it seem as if you should wash the feet of everybody and let them uh, walk all over you and had nothing to do with what Jesus actually said and what and what his intention was in doing that and and uh, they completely perverted it it 's all pretty disgusting
1: yeah and I think the the part I took complete uh you know exception to is the the part where it's like Jesus is out washed feet of people unrepentant sinners right I mean it, This is wild. Like the the Bible teaches that repentance comes before you can have your salvation and a relationship with Christ. This commercial made it seem as though Jesus is out there supporting people, the gays and and abortions and, and all this stuff. And it's like, no. That is not what the Bible says. This is a perversion of the text and scripture. This is a complete, you know, uh, just disgusting, blasphemous piece of garbage. And you know what somebody pointed out, Nick, that I thought was interesting is that that same organization that puts out those uh, wildly blasphemous, you know, anti-Christian, you know, fake Christian ads for these big sporting events that they spent, I think, $14 million on two ad placements. And they were pointing out, like, you know, what Jesus would have wanted. Instead of taking fourteen million dollars to feed the homeless and to, you know, further the cause of the gospel, let's put two uh, blasphemous commercials over the Super Bowl and to mislead people into believing Christianity is something that it's not. That is what I take exception to, and and I just really, you know, like most people, am completely disgusted with these people and their their lies. But hey we'll pack it up we'll get it back to the Super Bowl when we come back a lot more to cover including Nick a crazy story with Taylor Swift you're not going to believe this they are openly worshiping the devil and you think I'm crazy we'll talk about it when we come back stay tuned I'm your host, Craig James with Nick. No, and we are diving into the, uh, superb AKA super bowl ceremonies that took place over the weekend. Of course, our snow queen and her, uh, uh you know, COVID jab loving Prince have been, uh, the quizlings of the court have been coronated with the official victory. Now, not to say that there weren't good people involved in this, at these games. I mean, I saw several individuals throughout the, uh, uh Precedent events and the event itself, giving glory to God, and and I appreciate that, and that's kind of the only reason that it made it even remotely bearable as a Christian to watch some of this stuff that was taking place over the weekend. But yeah, that that kind of uh, superseded it with those two and and the psyop that they're running. But Nick, there was something other otherwise interesting that happened during the event that uh, you know a lot of people haven't noticed yet. It hasn't even been picked up really by mainstream, but people who are watching noticed immediately who uh, understand symbology and and occultism and symbolism Uh, you had this uh, orange haired for lack of a better term honest this is the only way to describe it whore named ice spice Uh, I'm not sure what her claim to fame is other than you know probably something promiscuous and degenerate Uh, she was sitting directly next to Taylor Swift and At one point during the Super Bowl preceding events, uh, they cut to Taylor Swift in the audience, and she was pictured sitting right next to this woman. And Taylor Swift, you know, in obvious, you know, uh, Roman bread and circus culture starts chugging her beer as if it's some feat to be able to drink a glass of alcohol fast. And then that wasn't even the bad part, Nick. The bad part was... The woman standing next to her, this orange-haired, degenerate, ice spice, without flinching, without even taking a break, or or, or without missing a beat, I should say, flashes the devil horns, and I mean the legitimate, actual satanic hand gestures, it's where you put up the devil horns with your hands, and then has a giant pendant, Cross on her neck, which is an upside down cross which is an uh, uh, you know uh, a satanic symbol, flash pulls up her chain and starts showing it to the camera with glee in her eyes and Nick I, I mean here's my question D- do they think that we're not paying attention or do they just not care to be so flagrant in how they promote their satanic practices I mean I think these people are are literal demons am i crazy to think that
2: no and as you were saying i i seen a a close-up picture of her afterwards and if you look at her eyes they're completely black as if there's nothing behind those eyes
1: and it wouldn't be surprising to me i mean this is the degenerate society we live in and it's beyond that though they glorify Satan, and they do it openly without any reservation because we've we've created this society of, quote-unquote, tolerance and acceptance. And if, if you don't accept the satanic demons flashing satanic symbols at your children and holding up upside-down crosses, then you know what, Nick? You're just not tolerant, okay? You're probably a racist and a, a misogynist because it's a black woman of color, and uh, you have to accept everything. It, you know, it's like the same lunacy of if— If a guy puts on a dress and you don't address them as ma'am, you are evil. It's like, no, I refuse to comply with your demonic agenda. I will openly and vociferously point out that these people are of the devil. Your children are being psyoped by Satan and some really dark forces. And that's what I see. And observationally, look, you can say whatever you want, but you'll never find me dancing around uh with satanists you know hugging them as they're throwing up satanic symbols and holding up upside down crosses i mean how do we get to this point i i think i I had a good conversation with somebody last night where i was talking about this uh idea that if they don't show it to you it's actually better if they show it to you then it means they think they're untouchable and that they're winning and that's when you should be really concerned this is what should make you want to stand in opposition to it even more because they are so uh, you know they feel like they are so protected that they can get away with this and have no repercussion and in today's society nick i doubt they will have any real repercussion from this you know there's not even going to be a societal uh, lashback on these people because uh, th- i mean like we've been conditioned in this you know oh you have to be tolerant and it's all about religious freedom so if they want to go worship the devil they're allowed to it's like no at what point are we going to realize that when we glorify this kind of behavior, it's going to lead to not just societal chaos and disorder, but we will lose everything, Nick. I mean, if we don't repent as a nation and turn back to God, am I right?
2: That's right. And and that was kind of what we were referring to when it showed uh, basically that you know uh you know jesus basically the way they portray jesus is when he's was washing feet is as if oh um you know you don't have you can sin as much as you want and it's no big deal see he you know uh, and that's what he's doing is washing sins away and you shouldn't have to worry about it just do as you will do as thou will or whatever you know but the the reality is that uh as you said they'd have to repent for their sins before any of that happened, and that's that's uh, complete mischaracterization of it. To try and you know put that you know deep into Christians' minds, maybe it might work later on. You know, five years down the road, if they add on bits and pieces that kind of you know uh, uh, could subvert their consciousness. You know.
1: Yeah, not only that. I mean, the the glorification of what is evil and the inversion of reality i mean in every one of the scenarios the people washing the feet uh almost every one of the scenarios was a a white person washing the the feet of some underrepresented minority and it was just like the 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 virtue signaling and complete and total fabrication of of the truth see this is what they do they try to uh i believe that they try to exploit christians desire to be forgiving as we are taught to and that's uh, uh, you know, in my opinion, forgiveness has to come with repentance. I mean, you can forgive somebody by choice. That's not the issue. But without repentance, what is forgiveness, right? If somebody's not asking for your forgiveness, you're told by the Bi- in the Bible to forgive others, and I believe in that. And you can make that choice. I'm not saying that you cannot forgive unless the other person is repentant. But my point is that. You have to make that choice to forgive others, and the Bible explicitly makes it clear that, you know, people who live a certain way and engage in certain things unrepentantly, that they shall suffer a consequence of a a fiery death, the eternal death in hell. And I'm not going to turn this into a whole, you know, thing about that here, because I, I understand that a lot of people get it, but the point I'm trying to make, I guess, is that when they do this, they're trying to... Exploit people's good nature to continue to to run this degenerate evil demonic agenda which is meant to ultimately destroy our faith destroy and and they'll never win obviously but they think they will and they think they can get away with it that's all my point is so i don't want to harp too much on it any any other observations from the supreme uh super superb owl ceremony any anything else that i'm missing nick
2: there were two national anthems they played, oh yeah, and uh, the regular u s a national anthem and a black national anthem. Are you kidding me
1: I, <laughs> I don't, listen here 's the thing i when I listen to these things, I just kind of uh, don 't even i black out or not black I tune it out because it 's just background noise. it means nothing to me and and they came out, I saw an article today they were like. Uh, you know, some random U.S. representative is is mad at white people or just people in general for not standing for the the Black National Anthem. I'm like, you know, it it their agenda becomes so clear and obvious when they do these things with uh, especially separating us by race. They want us to to look at each other by color, not by merit, not by content of character. They truly do want us to see each other as uh, other because of skin color or whatever it may be. And they want us divided because it's all part of the divide and conquer strategy. So, uh, yeah, of course they're going to run this nonsense. And it is racist and it is antithetical to what uh, America really is supposed to represent, which, you know, they, it's funny how they keep telling us America's a melting pot of different cultures. Unless you're white, of course, then you have uh, to be in a, in a separate category altogether where your hand, you you and your ancestors are responsible for all evil And bad things that have ever happened in the world and i mean look i personally have you know i look at these people and i laugh but there are people who take it seriously unfortunately and they think it's a good thing for society i mean it's amazing to me nick that that it wasn't more than what 50 years ago a little more 60 years ago they were fighting so hard to desegregate everything and oh we have to have integration right uh you know and joe biden's up in congress saying i don't want my kids coming up in a racial jungle you know and and now all of a sudden it's like we need segregation get the white people out of our areas get the white people away from us we need our own national anthem we are separate and distinct and if you don't embrace us then we are you know gonna take uh, uh you know take exception to that i just personally nick i see it all clearly for what it is unfortunately a lot of people don't and when you look at the national anthem you know the black national anthem i i thought the biggest form, the biggest i don't even want to use the term i was thinking when i saw it but did you see that that like half the choir was singing it were white guys did you notice that
2: oh they'll oh and the boy, ultimate no, didn't form see of that. you
1: know what I don't want to say it because I don't want to. I've already said one crass joke today. I don't want to say two.
2: It kind of reminds me of the BLM leader, right? Black Lives Matter. Uh, You know, she's. It's really about communism, Um, and and, you know, you see her. She ends up in a predominantly white neighborhood. um, You know, buys her family houses there in the same neighborhoods. It's like it's it's laughable. It. You know what really irks me craig is that if the lies weren't kept up by the media then everybody would see how much they they contradict themselves how much at all all the lies are really there and and that's something we need that the media to step up and do and i just really don't see them doing that
1: well it's uh i don't know maybe it's why they're fluoridating our water and they're feeding us you know uh, things that most animals won't touch in the wild as far as food goes and keeping us dumb and in this primal state of fight or flight, the trauma-based mind control. I mean, unfortunately for us, those who are aware, it's like one of those things where I I do look at in some ways, you know, I I think people could be – fortunate if if they live in that ignorant bliss because once you you see it you can't unsee it now i'm not saying i want to be ignorant and have that ignorant bliss but once you see how they try to manipulate us once you understand the control mechanisms once you see clearly what the psyop is and how it operates and what it does then you can't unsee it so it's people go well you know you're a conspiracy theorist cuz you see things where where other people don't see anything and i'm like well no i'm just i'm just observationally cl- keenly aware of what strategies and tactics have been used successfully over the last several decades to inundate the masses and to inculcate them into taking actions they wouldn't otherwise take that's all i'm clearly observing and i think that you know most people listening or or watching these events they see it either uh, one or two ways they either see it or they don't and i you know me and you nick i think we see it clearly because we've been studying this and trying to to get this knowledge but the fact of the matter is that the majority of people who watched that game last night have no clue the level of manipulation propaganda um and, and it's unfortunate and that's what we try to do here is break people out of that right
2: yeah you got to break the matrix in your mind because that's what it is really a prison for your mind
1: absolutely but there were some bright spots you know i was rooting for uh, brock purdy he is the super bowl quarterback for the 49ers and 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 you know why is because this is the kind of stuff he was saying in the lead up to the super bowl and, and i want to share this because we can't just focus on the negative we have to focus on what is good as well And there was some good that came out of this, believe it or not, because through it all, God will show us, you know, these good things. Listen to this.
4: There was, you know, questions brought up in terms of, like, you know, how do you do it? And um, for for myself, it was honestly you want the truth because this is the truth and i'm not going to just say you know like a worldly answer of you know i I look in the mirror every night and i tell myself i'm good it's none of that it's it's man like this is who god has called me to be and i've believed that from day one i believe that jesus christ did come down and died for my sins and and rose again and and he's living you know he's living and sitting beside god on the throne and so i believe that it's not just some story fairy tale thing it's it's real and it 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 allows me to you know stay level-headed and, and real with life and I know what my purpose is and so mm. that all has allowed me to play my game and has allowed me to play football at this level it just comes about you know when guys ask me or they're interested and in, you know what helps you do what you do then yeah I share um but you know I just the biggest thing for me is just loving all my teammates you know being where they're at relating with them um being a relatable teammate um and then you know if they ask about what what I believe in then I'm, I'm all I'm all for sharing.
1: Amen, brother. All right, we'll be back. Stay tuned.
0: Do you love AM 1360 and the uncensored radio you get to listen to every day? KHNC has launched a listener sponsorship fundraiser to raise the money needed to replace our old failing transmitter. Your generous donation will help make this much-needed upgrade happen so you and future generations can continue to hear the uncensored truth for decades to come. By donating and becoming a KHNC sponsor, you will receive the new AM1360 t-shirt, a bumper sticker, and the new limited edition one-ounce pure silver KHNC coin. Also, for being part of this exclusive group, you will receive the monthly KHNC newsletter. The sponsorship package requires a minimum donation of $100, although donations of any amount will be greatly appreciated. You can help us purchase the new transmitter by going to 1360KHNC.com and clicking the Donation tab at the top of the page. Again, that's 1360KHNC.com and click the Donation tab. Thank you.
3: sidewalk carjacking. jacking over.
1: back to just informed talk radio i'm your host craig james with nick no and nick we've been covering the super bowl for the first half of the show here at least the first parts first couple segments i I mean i don't know that i want to beat a dead horse on this one obviously we talked about the satanic imagery and the uh psyop that it is but again i I mean is there anything else that i'm missing or do you want to just move on to, to the next topic
2: let's move on to the next topic
1: I couldn't agree more. It's uh, it was it was what what we all expected, and and oh yeah, one more thing. I guess the halftime show, which I uh, had to sit through, unfortunately, was uh, more degeneracy and uh, sexual promiscuity being sold to children. So that's that's just what you have to expect these days. So uh, nothing new there. At least I didn't see much satanic symbolism uh, or imagery, but still the sexual promiscuity and degeneracy uh was on full display as is expected in our modern day Babylon, Sodom and Gomorrah that we uh seem to be living in. Um other stories though, Nick, one of the big stories I guess from last week that we didn't get to cover was Russia, right? Putin, Tucker, the big interview, all of it. We did our best to cover it on Friday with the internet being out. It was Uh, in retrospect interesting to to see how they did that and how quickly now everything that you said nick is coming true right we've they basically were able to wash the story out where the super bowl has completely overtaken that narrative and the information that was disseminated through that interview and now we're back to square one it seems where uh we're back to in you know our, our domestic issues that we're fighting over that are less consequential than probably uh, the information that was ran through on that interview with Putin discussing, oh, I don't know, the fact that you know Russia has a, a an agenda toward dis, uh, toward fighting back against the globalist uh, regimes that are trying to control the world, and, and maybe that means that we possibly have a common enemy that we should be looking at instead of looking at one another, as much as we want to say Russia is the enemy. In some cases, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? That That's a, a saying that's stood the test of time, right, Nick? I mean, any uh, – I have a, a Greg Reese report that just came out Absolutely. about it that I want to share. And, and But before that, let's just briefly get your thoughts on what happened Friday and how I, your predictions were 100% right. Everything you said, Nick, is exactly what happened. Now, I don't know how widespread the internet outage was across the country. We were covering it. There were other cities that had reported big outages. But it was enough to stifle our ability to get information to the public, which you know then got basically washed through the news cycle. And now the Super Bowl has completely uh, transformed the narrative to now it's Travis Kelsey and we're back to the Taylor Swift PSYOP and, and, and we're just forgetting about what Putin uncovered in that interview. Is that a fair assessment.
2: Yeah. And what are the odds that the internet would go down for the whole city whenever we're going to broadcast and talk about how uh, basically, as you said, Tucker and then uh, Putin discussed the exact same issues that we discussed the day before. What are the odds of that, that the internet would go down for three separate services?
1: Yeah, no, it was wild. It, It was wild. I'm sure people here locally are very aware of it but uh if you're not here locally listening i mean we lost the internet and, and i woke up i had no internet at my house i came to the studio no internet here uh no i couldn't even get we couldn't even get you on nick we had to go back to the landline system to get you even on air so it was some very interesting things that took place that day and then We tried to play clips from the interview itself, and I thought they were good and and worthwhile, but uh, I have this Greg Reese report. Nick, do you want to just – let's play this. It's a good recap of the interview and and what what happened there, all right?
2: Okay, let's roll.
5: In the Tucker-Putin interview, President Putin explained how Russia has sought peace with the West ever since the fall of the Soviet Union. I recommend watching the entire interview, but here is my short edit. After 1991, when Russia expected that it would be welcomed into the brotherly family of civilized nations, nothing like this happened. Yeltsin came to the United States. Remember, he spoke in Congress and said the good words, God bless America. Everything he said were signals. Let us in. Yeltsin was immediately dragged through the mud, accused of alcoholism. Of understanding nothing, of knowing nothing. He understood everything, I assure you. I became president in 2000. I thought, okay, the Yugoslav issue is over, but we should try to restore relations. Let's reopen the door that Russia had tried to go through. At a meeting here in the Kremlin with the outgoing president Bill Clinton, right here in the next room, I said to him, I asked him, Bill, Do you think if Russia asked to join NATO, do you think it would happen? Suddenly he said, you know, it's interesting. I think so. But in the evening, when we met for dinner, he said, you know, I've talked to my team. No, no, it's not possible now. I repeatedly raised the issue that the United States should not support separatism or terrorism in the North Caucasus. But they continue to do it anyway. I once raised this issue with my colleague, also the President of the United States. He says, it's impossible, do you have proof? I said yes. I was prepared for this conversation and I gave him that proof. He looked at it and you know what he said? I apologize, but that's what happened. The CIA replied, we have been working with the opposition in Russia. We believe that this is the right thing to do and we will keep on doing it. The third moment is a very important one. It's the moment when the U.S. missile defense system was created. I had a very serious conversation with President Bush and his team. I proposed that the United States, Russia, and Europe jointly create a missile defense system, but our proposal was declined. That's a fact. It was right then when I said, look, but then we will be forced to take countermeasures. And now I come to the main thing. They have come to the Ukraine, ultimately. In 2008, at the summit in Bucharest, they declared that the doors for Ukraine and Georgia to join NATO were open. Viktor Yanukovych came to power and how? The first time he won after President Kuchma, they organized a third round, which is not provided for in the Constitution of Ukraine. This is a coup d'etat. The U.S. supported it, and the winner of the third round came to power. In 2014, there was a coup, they started persecuting those who did not accept the coup, and it was indeed the coup. They created a threat to Crimea, which we had to take under our protection. They launched the war in Donbass in 2014 with the use of aircraft and artillery against civilians. We would have never considered to even lift a finger if it hadn't been for the bloody developments on Maidan. It was they who started the war in 2014. Our goal is to stop this war. And we did not start this war in 2022. This is an attempt to stop it. Wouldn't it be better to negotiate with Russia, make an agreement, already understanding the situation that is developing today, realizing that Russia will fight for its interests to the end? Listen, you have said that the world is breaking into two hemispheres. A human brain is divided into two hemispheres. one is responsible for one type of activities, the other one is more about creativity and so on, but it is still one and the same head. The world should be a single whole. Security should be shared rather than a meant for the golden billion well when we come back i'll finish
1: that clip it's uh, it's a pretty good consolidation of some pertinent information from that interview and you know putin's not wrong in a lot of ways and in a lot of ways he is only looking after the interest of his countrymen and that's understandable uh for people in the america first movement maga movement that's principally what we've discussed and and believe. So we come back, we're going to finish that and talk about it. Everybody's going to want to stay tuned. <laughs>
8: Join
6: me, J. Deplorable, for Swamp Fight Wednesdays at 5 p.m. and Saturdays and Sundays at noon right here on AM
3: 1360.
1: just form talk radio with your hosts Craig James and Nick Doe you know Nick we were playing this uh, clip from Greg Reese consolidation of some important clips out of the Tucker Carlson Vladimir Putin interview which was two hours long and I do recommend most people go out I do do recommend everybody go out and watch the whole thing Uh, but this is a good consolidation let's finish that and then we'll talk about it all right let's do this
5: that is the only scenario where the world could be stable, sustainable, and predictable. Until then, while the head is split in two parts, it is an illness, a serious adverse condition. It is a period of severe disease that the world is going through now. See the whole thing at TuckerCarlson.com. Reporting for
9: InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.
1: All right, there you go. That was Greg Reese. On uh, consolidating some important parts of that interview nick now w- what is your uh, takeaway from that because i want to play some more clips too as we go on are you there nick yes i'm here all right what is your what's your takeaway uh from from what we just heard
2: well of course we covered this but you know the united states Was given opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to make peace, and they chose war.
1: Yeah, I mean that seems to be the the obvious takeaway there. And I honestly believe that when you listen to Vladimir Putin talk, you know there was a lot more discussed in the interview. We played a lot of clips from Friday's show. We tried to play as much as we could, but some other observations from the interview uh was the fact that putin knew that tucker carlson was a c or had applied to be in the cia at some point in his earlier years and he was rejected they also talked about uh putin's philosophy on what he calls denazification of ukraine which is a part of the movement that they were putting together um you know there was the obvious that CIA was responsible for doing the Nord Stream pipeline attacks. I mean, all of this was discussed, the death of the U.S. dollar and BRICS being uh, a part of an, int- an integral part to, you know, what is going to be replacing the dollar as the world reserve currency. Uh, they're mm-hmm. making a basket, as we speak, of currencies that they're going to use. The IMF has already talked about that. Um, yeah, I mean, essentially, so, uh, there's a lot of the things. Yeah, go on, Nick.
2: I've got a couple of things that I noticed that other people might have missed. When they had the first meeting um, to talk about peace, you had Vladimir Zelensky and, of course, Russia. And then, you know who else was sitting at the table? Do you do you know, Craig? I just found this out.
1: Uh, Germany, I know, was there. Who else? Israel. Oh, of course. Israel was there. <laughs> It's always Israel. They're so, always coming in.
2: This. Why was Israel at the table with Ukraine? Why were they there? Um, you know, <laughs> why did 10,000 10, Jewish people leave Ukraine just before the first special operation mission started where they destroyed the bioweapons labs? Why did 10,000 people that were Jewish flee the the country? Uh, At the same time, you know, that's some real coordination. Our own government couldn't coordinate an evacuation that quick. What happened there? What's going on?
1: Oh, well, you want to hear something even crazier, Nick? So that observation is very good and astute. But what other people have noticed, which I thought was very interesting, essentially, is that when Putin starts the interview, right, he goes back, you know, Tucker essentially asked him, why did you intervene in Ukraine? Why did you invade Ukraine? And he starts his answer out by going back historically to the 9th century to discuss Russian history from the 9th century moving forward. You know what's interesting, uh, uh, Nick, about the 9th century? What is it? I'll I'll tell you. It's that the Kazarian, uh, the Kazarians, who are now uh, what we look at as modern Jews in a lot of ways, uh, they are, you know, offshoot that, that adopted Judaism and then moved to the Holy Land occupationally um but I, I you know that's very controversial so we're not trying to stir up controversy right but that the kazarians were defeated in the eighth century just before putin starts his history of russia isn't that a fascinating uh, concept or idea
2: yes and i think that he hinted to everybody what was really going on in that in that country um you know when um he even pointed out that he said you know Vlad or Zelensky, look at the table. He said, "Look, you know your military is run by Nazis. You know, um, you know, and he's are you okay with this?" And and, uh, of course, he didn't say what Zelensky's answer was. but, you know, how does it make sense? Make it make sense, Craig. You got Kolomoisky, this, uh, this Jewish guy, Kazarian, is is uh, corrupting Ukraine. He's corrupting the United States with blackmail against Hunter Biden and the Biden family. And, of course, they're paying hush money to them. Um, you know, and then, of course, you know, makes me wonder who supports Kolomoisky. And Kolomoisky is the guy – who paid for the Nazis to, to rise in power there? He's the person that paid, and he's Jewish. How does this make sense? Make it make sense.
1: Well, and, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody who will remain nameless, but, uh, you know, I, I just to show you the level of people, how people are understanding history, you know, during the, the Super Bowl, to, to not to go back to the Super Bowl, but there was an interesting commercial that came up during the Super Bowl where it was It was essentially, I think it was funded by a pro-Israel organization that uh, talked about, basically compared the plight of Israel to the plight of African-Americans post-slavery. And one of the, the things was like, you have to stop hate on social media. And it had this hashtag, Hitler was right. And it was saying like, this is evil. And yeah, Hitler did very evil things. He was satanic. He was demonic. He... Uh, worshiped occultism and he was a pagan he practiced paganism yeah we we know all that but i got into this deep conversation nick about the history right why they don't want us they don't want us to understand history they want us to have this shutdown uh reaction meaning if, if you hear the name hitler you automatically shut down eat hitler satan evil bad and yes he was a bad person who did very bad things i i don't nobody's ever going to you know debate that i don't think but, at least not somebody from a Christian perspective, as I would see it, that, you know, you can't be a worshipping occultist, paganist, and all that, paganism and all that stuff, and be considered a, even a remotely good person. However, they don't want you to historically go back and understand, like, the, the history of what happened post-World War One, going into World War Two. What what conditions were created to... Uh, allow the emergence of a man like hitler to get such popular support to become such a threat to to western hegemonic controls that he then became you know this this figurehead and representation of a broader movement and then beyond that there there is so much deeper history there that they don't want you to understand going back to the kazarians going back to you know the, the way that borders were redrawn regularly throughout europe that was causing chaos and strife and causing people to want to fight because they were losing national identities overnight you could wake up you go to sleep in one country and wake up in a new country the next day and that causes chaos disorder and distrust we're going to get into that and much more though everybody stay tuned we have textures as well we're going to get that everybody stay tuned we'll be back
10: Hi, this is Tammy Cuthbert Garcia with Naturally Inspired Radio. Tune in Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. for the latest in natural health news. Get real solutions for healthy living and hear from our inspiring guests that are leading the way in health and freedom.
11: You are listening to KHNCN, the roar of the Rockies. The Rockies.
1: Informed Talk Radio with your hosts Craig James and Nick No. And and Nick before the break I was kind of going down a, a bit of a, a tangent with you know how they don't want us to know history. And the point I was trying to get to, Nick, simply was that people have been conditioned and programmed in a way that when they hear certain words or, or see certain political figures of historical significance, that they are programmed to react and respond a certain way which in a lot of ways prevents them from being able to see clearly the truth of history, right, that we're not taught in schools. Like, you don't read about the Khazarian, uh, you know, Khazarians in, in your history books because the victors write history, and that is what they don't want you to see clearly. Now, I was trying to get all of that out to, to, to say that not only do people not really understand historically you know what pre- what preceded World War One, what preceded World War Two, with what the result of World War One was. Um, you know, most people couldn't even name a world leader uh, who was in charge of a nation during World War One, and understand what happened a- into World War Two and, and how Hitler came to power. What his, wh- why he became so popular, why he became such a figurehead, why th- that his, you know, what his, what was his message? What why was it so Uh, resonating with the people and and everybody's going to say well he was just running on you know the jews are evil and they're the problem with everything well yeah that was a part of what he was saying but he was also you know uh, running on things like nationalism and uh so there's a lot more deeper uh subtext there that people don't see plus i I bring all that around to say uh, you know do, do, do most people know probably not about things like operation paperclip and what happened after world war ii and you know how germany was you know cut in half and what both factions were pushing for and where most of the nazis ended up and your historical uh, you know stuff that you've given us about the banking families and where they all come from and it, it's just so much more and, and it would be impossible for me to sit here and go through each piece of history rather than to say there is a lot of history that's Purposefully obfuscated by this programming that makes people shut down and the cognitive dissonance kick in to say I don't want to hear it I don't want to talk about it. Uh, it was like Alex Jones when we played that clip earlier. You know, it's like, well, what? Ha- How's the weather? Who's the playoff team? And they're not focusing on history. But that's what I thought. We'll get your take in a second, Nick. Before that, though, we had a, uh, somebody text in from Pennsylvania saying that the KHNC website. Uh, the connection was down on Friday and that essentially they're talking about how um, there's chaos on the internet or there's, there's not chaos that there's nodes on the internet and the cloud service. And they're asking if we have a hard copy of Friday's show. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, I don't have one off the top of my head where, but I'll ask. And they also write in that, uh, that we have Nick, a new fan in Latvia somebody's brother-in-law is taking Ooh. refuge there from z's persecution in ukraine and i, I guess yeah that's interesting w- what so anyway th- thank you shout out to the texters eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty. 1360 if you want to text in and make sure if you're listening to this on rumble or youtube or wherever like share subscribe right nick we gotta smash that like button and if you're not subscribed it's like who are you what are you doing Right? What are you doing here if you're not subscribed? Subscribe, right?
2: Yeah, sh- subscribe and also make comments, too. If you feel compelled, go ahead and, and uh, comment on there. We want your feedback.
1: All right, Nick. Well, thoughts? We have we have a few seconds before the break.
2: Well, you know, um, it's no wonder that um, the economy was completely crushed in, in Germany uh, and the, the rise of Hitler was basically engineered um and i want to I bring up the fact that uh you know maybe the bankers is, is who he was upset with it's you know maybe perhaps they were jewish and that was one of his main hooks i'm not sure who was running the banks there but they uh printed too much money and they uh, inflated the currency and uh it completely destroyed the country so they wanted someone something some sort of hope to come save them
1: yeah and as i understand it After World War I, they basically put all the debt from that war on the German backs. We'll be back after the break. 9-11,
0: the Podesta emails, Epstein Island, Hunter's Laptop, the 2020 stolen election. What truths are they hiding? Find out this and more on Just Informed Talk Radio, weekdays from 7 to 9 Mm a.m.
8: I'm Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report.
10: Diamondback Energy will buy rival Endeavor Energy Resources in a cash and stock deal worth about $26 billion. Diamondback reportedly beating out ConocoPhillips, among other companies. The merger would create a drilling giant in the southwest United States. Shares of discount retail chain Big Lots are dropping, following a report last week stating it needs to find new financing. The Columbus, Ohio-based company has been beset with years of losses. Higher interest rates and a slowing economy, prompting North American companies to order about a third fewer robots in 2023. Dealing a blow to the use of robots in the workforce. A federal judge ordering Elon Musk to testify again in the Securities and Exchange Commission's probe of his purchase of Twitter. The Tesla CEO resisting a subpoena after testifying twice in the investigation. And that's your Fox Business Report. I'm Laura Cantor, invested in you.
9: Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. Are you still on the fence about owning gold? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The Oxford Gold Group are the pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD.
0: Testosterone levels have dropped by 50% since the 1940s, and true masculinity is retreating into these pathetic spaces. Now, all this gender bending has men questioning who they are and how to fulfill their sacred roles in life as fathers, husbands, and community leaders. Warrior MBS is all about unlocking and unleashing these kinds of men. Go to warriormbs.com
7: to check out the program and set up a live chat with Jeremy today. Again, that's warriormbs.com.
3: Hi, folks. Joe Jaquin here from the Half Empty Cup of Joe show. Are you worried about investing in the stock market, especially with Joe Biden in office? Do you really trust this economy? What if you could invest in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed? A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this. There's
11: Mind work backwards just for a minute. I'm mm-hmm. holding you before the memory's gone. I remember you. You left my feeling with you high as all I'm feeling. Remember how we felt the line. I
1: remember you. Welcome back to Justin Form Talk Radio. It is hour two of the Justin inform Talk Radio show. and You're here with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. We are breaking down the information about what's going on across the board. We're kind of picking up where we left off as we were talking about on Friday, the Putin-Tucker interview. And that's led us down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, Nick, discussing the history of Europe and exactly how Nazi Germany was able to form in the first place. Now, this is really esoteric information, right? They, They don't want you to easily be able to access and they purposefully have attached all of these stigmas and taboos around just asking questions about what actually happened and how accurate the history that we're taught in school is with regard to what happened now people always immediately misconstrue this in in, in almost every scenario as saying oh well you're saying you know hitler was right or you're saying that you know he wasn't evil and it's like no especially as a christian I can objectively look at what Hitler did and say that was evil, especially with regard to his, you know, worshipping of the occult and, and the horrible war crimes and atrocities he committed. But to get beyond that, Nick, is to look deeper into the history and the historical context of how Germany became so powerful and such a threat and what happened after World War One, like you talked about with the, the devaluing of their currency and then the, basically taking Uh, a large portion of and if not all but a large portion of the debt incurred from that first war and and trying to put it on the back of germans to say well you know everybody knows germany's been historically the workhorse of europe right and once they were they were not only humiliated they were not only impoverished they were not only blamed uh, you know exclusively almost for what happened after world war one but then they were basically saddled with this debt and their country, you know, was falling apart. Hitler came along and he promised them a lot of things and became this, this powerful figure, which then led to, obviously, the, the atro- atrocious things that we can all condemn. But we have to also understand context of how we got there. And then it's like if if Hitler and Nazis were, were so evil and terrible, Nick, which, which let's just say, for argument's sake, they were and are – then why did the united states take every one of these nazis and put them in positions of power in the u.s government after world war ii like somebody explain that to me right
2: yeah you know the u.s banks were basically run by nazis and uh you know prescott bush was involved with that Averill harriman one of the first the founders of the cia helped Recruit George Bush Sr. into the CIA to launch the Bay of Pigs invasion from his Zapata oil rig just off the coast of Florida. It's all connected. You know, the same people that funded Hitler, the same people that aided and abetted Hitler are the same people that were in control of the CIA all the way up until, I mean, even now, uh, is still clearly controlled by these people. And I want to bring up the fact that Putin highlighted that for some reason Vladimir Lenin wanted to leave Ukraine alone. Everyone else needs to be absorbed into the Soviet Union and brought to heel, but the Ukraine needs to be left alone. I wonder why that is. Um, and then, well, not not really anymore, because when you go look at the past interviews from George Soros, he said you know, he went into Ukraine and started a foundation before there was a fall of the Soviet Union. So he was allowed, George Soros to go into Ukraine and set up a foundation, you know, what the foundations are for. It's basically to wreck everything, drive policies that are against the will of the people. And he said Joe Biden helped him set it up in there. And he basically said he took over Ukraine at the fall of the Soviet Union. It's a power vacuum, the same way there's a power vacuum for Hitler. They they created a power vacuum, and then they installed Hitler soviet union falls and they creates power vacuum so that's why clinton went back after dinner and uh they came back and met again and he says after he has to be into uh, nato he says no we can't um and the reason is because they had planned to take advantage of the power vacuums that they created all across the soviet union that just fell so uh and you know it's like i said something very peculiar about that is that george soros was already planted in ukraine before that happened he was ready he knew how did he know why was ukraine protected who's from ukraine you know maybe it's the same people though the bolsheviks the bolshevik revolution was led by the same people
1: yeah i mean and nick i i I cannot stress how much they don't want us asking these questions or talking about these things and Again, unfortunately, some people are <clears throat> programmed in such a way that they automatically shut down when these, it, these, these information points get brought up because they can't accept that what they were taught historically may be incorrect and that their understanding of history may need to be revised to account for certain historical truths that existed before World War II, right? Right and that to me is what's very uh, indicative of our society today where you know there there obviously are the people who are inundated by you know the sports and the the theater of it all and the circus and bread but then there are those who are you know who you would consider intellectual who you would consider aware thoughtful and they even have a tough time understanding and processing this information because it hits such a sensitive topic that it, we are programmed at, from the time we are little children in the United States at least to have this vitriolic response to what happened in World War II yeah there were atrocious tragedies that is war though war is atrocious and tragic and horrendous and and horrific that is essentially what war is and i think you know when we point out the obvious historical facts that they you know, omit when they give us our version of what happened, then that's when it becomes problematic. We had another texter texted it and say Zelensky is persecuting the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. That's another untold story, and, and yes, that is true. And Nick, you have your theories on that, which I, I think are interesting. Um Yeah, so somebody said that the and this is another one, they said that the the K H N C uh, website did not update to include Friday's episode, nor is it on Rumble. I apologize. Uh, yeah, usually we record the episodes, but because the internet was down, our systems were not functioning correctly, so we weren't able to record or upload that show from Friday. But you know, Nick, it, it was kind of a hectic show, as you remember. Anyway, uh, thanks to everybody texting in eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty, or leave your thoughts in the live stream, the chat, or the comments below. We appreciate it now nick we're about to hit a break but anything else you want to you want to throw on top of that
2: no it's it's all tied together and um you know it whenever we talk about the bankers we're talking about the kazarians we're talking about the same people the jesuits the kazarians and uh the illuminati it's the same people every time always causing trouble always trying to They won't just leave you alone. Everybody just wants peace, so they want to be left alone and live in harmony. They won't let you do that. We have to remove them through voting and uh, maybe through some uh, tribunals with fair trials. We'll see what happens.
1: Legally and lawfully. That's that's what we have to stress here. Otherwise, we'll be on some FBI watch list, which I'm not sure we're not on already, just simply for stating facts and observing historical truths. But that's neither here nor there. Everybody stay focused. We have more to come here in today's show. I want to give you kind of a rundown of the hysterical reaction by the media in regard to Tucker's interview with Putin plus a lot of other information that we weren't able to get to on Friday we're covering it here today you know why because they may shut us down temporarily but they can't shut us down forever uh we put our faith in God and God gets us through everybody stay tuned we'll be back you're listening to Justin Form Talk Radio Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio. I'm your host, Craig James, and I just want to play a little bit of a compilation of how the media reacted to Tucker Carlson interviewing Vladimir Putin. Let's go ahead and listen to this.
10: Former Fox News personality Tucker Carlson is in Moscow, and the Kremlin confirms he has just conducted an interview with Vladimir Putin. Putin talks to an American friend. The Russian president turning to right-wing conspiracy theorist Tucker Carlson.
8: We're in Moscow tonight. Tucker
0: Carlson just landed a big exclusive interview. Russian dictator Vladimir Putin, and he's getting slammed for it. Sleeping with the enemy goes this headline. And And this, is Tucker Carlson a Putin pawn?
9: Tucker loves Russia, Russia loves Tucker. Putin clearly wants to speak to an American right-wing audience, so he's using Tucker Carlson to get the message out.
12: What does that tell you about Tucker Carlson and right-wing media and also Vladimir Putin? Well, it shows me what I think we've all known. He's what's called a useful idiot. I mean, if you actually read translations of what's being said on Russian media, they make fun of him.
10: And so, while Putin sees no benefit in sitting down for an interview with a journalist, he does see benefit from a conversation with Carlson.
0: Actually, Tucker, you are not in journalism. A long time ago, sure, but these days, you've been in the propaganda business.
7: He is not a journalist. He is not someone that you need to take seriously. In fact, he's someone who there would be no reason to take him seriously so he cannot be held liable for the things that he says. So to try to couch what he's doing right now as supposedly being being about journalism is absolutely
3: ridiculous. But Tucker Carlson is going to be there and be the journalist that none of us are.
7: And
12: I say, yeah, journalist in quotes. Yes. Um, Am I allowed to say his name?
5: Yes, yes, I'm just...
12: His name is Tucker Carlson, and he is the only American journalist who has been able to interview Putin since the invasion in 2022. Tucker Carlson is not a journalist, not even close. Why he's doing this interview now, obviously for the... Kremlin it makes sense if they want to talk it's a friendly it's a friendly voice but we will keep trying our best to actually commit journalism some of us Tucker have already decided you are literally the worst
0: media figure imaginable to be doing an interview with Russia's Vladimir Putin you have no journalistic
12: credibility none I mean he's like a puppy dog you know he somehow has, after having been fired from so many Outlets in the United States, he. Uh, I would not be surprised uh, if he emerges with a contract with a Russian outlet because he is a useful idiot. I think what's really shocking about this is it was the way he kind of just walks right into Moscow and presents himself on a silver silver platter to the Kremlin, doing the Kremlin's job of misinforming, disinforming the american population i find it gobsmacking terrifying yeah. too ali and it's yeah. sort of like we talk about you know disinformation on social media well disinformation from people like tucker carlson yeah. the platform he has and the fact that you know he's a willing participant yeah. to and, it and has been for a while he says things that are not true he parrots vladimir putin's uh pack of lies about ukraine uh so i don't see why putin wouldn't give him an interview because through him he can you know continue to lie about what is you know objectives are in ukraine and and uh... you know what he expects to see happen Th- that that's you know that's the sort of nonsense that carlson is trying to justify this interview Tucker Carlson
10: is lying from the streets of Russia, no less.
0: You are the last U.S. media figure any American should trust on anything. (laughs) Your track record is horrific. And you seem blind to the idea that Vladimir Putin is using you and your followers to promote his
12: propaganda. There is a yearning for leaders who can kill and imprison their opponents, destroy the press, uh, lead a life that is one of impunity, unbound by any laws. There's a yearning among certain people in our country for that kind of leadership, and I find that absolutely gobsmacking terrifying.
1: I'd be scared too, Hillary. Um, Listen, Nick, I, I was almost unbearable, but you have to understand that what we just listened to was the propagandists essentially... in full full force going after one man, Todd Carlson, for simply asking Vladimir Putin a series of questions, which is wild, right? I mean, these mostly, for those of you listening, obviously you couldn't see who these people were, but these were all journalists, very high-profile journalists from CNN and MSNBC, and you heard Hillary Clinton there a few times. And and Nick, how have we come to a point where... modern journalism is working as an apparatchik of the state which which is just wild to me that at one point we had this thing called i don't know journalistic integrity and yes you know most journalism has been infiltrated for a very long time and the the messaging has always been very carefully uh uh coordinated and scripted but to see them so you know vitriolically lashing out at tucker for committing the crime of Asking questions in an interview, it almost begs the question: What truth are they so afraid of us finding out? Right, Nick?
2: Yeah. What are they so afraid of? You know, uh, once once people figure out the game and who's really in charge, there's nothing that they can do that will, uh, you know, keep them from facing justice. So they have to completely control information in every way that they can, and uh, the only way that they can really uh, slow it down. Even would be to project their philosophies and, and their actions onto someone else. Um, it, it's it's pretty disgusting, you know. And, and it's it's sad that that people actually listen to her, you know. How, how many body counts does she have now? She's talking about how people have been killed and, and or whatever. Someone could kill the. That's the idea. Isn't that why she wanted to be president with number fifty-five? That's died mysteriously. The last one of her associates that introduced bill to epstein was found miles away from his home hanging from a tree and shot with a shotgun that was not present there was no shotgun there and somehow he shot himself in the chest and then hung himself and then there was no shotgun there okay yeah so that's coming from that witch of a woman
1: yeah it's frustrating i think they depend on our uh uh, uh, sometimes i think it's easy for them to get away with this because you know those who are unaware will eat this up and oh yeah hillary clinton oh uh, yeah sure tucker's bad putin's evil and they won't go very deep into it but a lot of people on our side of the spectrum i think as far as politics goes they, it almost it's it's purposeful they they want us to be blinded by rage or anger And and that's what we have to avoid. We have to avoid, you know, trying, you know, matching their vitriol with with our own disdain. We have to counteract their disinformation and propaganda with truth and facts, which is what we've sought to do in explaining the, the historical context to how Ukraine came to be. Why do you think they're so afraid of Vladimir Putin sitting down and giving the history of Russia from the ninth century to modern day and explaining Bolshevism and explaining what it did to their country and explaining how, I mean, you have Putin coming out and saying, yes, we got it wrong. Yes, our country made mistakes. Yes, our country was being ran by very bad people who we had to get rid of to, to understand. But now he's saying, he's sounding alarm and saying, look, the world, the modern Western world, as they say, is being ran by these people that infiltrated our country that we had to fight to get rid of and now you are being inundated and inculcated by information that is meant to keep you unaware of that fact and that's where i get frustrated but I, I don't i take it as an opportunity to educate people to say hey maybe you should read a little bit further into the historical context of what's going on and not only that maybe you should be listening more carefully to what putin's saying when he gives this interview maybe maybe that's what they're terrified of. well obviously that is what they're terrified of nick and then and then on top of it, the media just runs with their whole projection platform of, you know, they project onto you what they themselves are doing. Hillary's saying, you know, it's an affront to democracy when in reality she is the embodiment of what the destruction of our constitutional republic would look like. And not to mention they all want democracy because it's majority rule, it's mob rule, and they think they can, uh, you know, basically – allow our border to be invaded and create a new voting class and and that gives them the mob rule so i I don't know i I look at all of it very skeptically but there's a lot of uh, truth that we were given a long time ago that we have kind of not been looking at very closely even to modern day and i want to play a clip nick this is admiral mike rogers the former director of the nsa giving a speech in 2016 discussing ukraine and what uh what we need to know about what actually happened in 2014, 15. L- let's let's go back in the time machine, Nick, and listen to Admiral Mike Rogers give this speech. Uh, part of this speech, which I think is very interesting, listen to this.
8: Cybersecurity represents a whole lot of challenge. It's getting tougher, not easier. When I look out at the future, three things concern me when I look out for the next few years. Because oftentimes I get asked, "So, hey, Rogers, what is it that keeps you awake?" And my smart-ass immediate answer is, trust me, with the work level, I have no problem sleeping. But the longer-term answer is, there's three things that I think about right now. The first is, it is only a matter of the when, not the if, you are going to see a nation, state, a group, or actor engage in destructive behavior against critical infrastructure in the United States. On the 23rd of December, seven weeks ago, an actor penetrated the Ukrainian power grid, and brought large segments of it offline in a very well-crafted attack that both focused on knocking the system down but also focused on how was the provider likely to respond to that outage and their strategy also addressed how they could attempt to slow down the restoration process seven weeks ago it was the Ukraine that isn't the last we're going to see of this And that worries me. The second thing that concerns me is much of what we've seen in cyber to date has been about data theft. The theft of intellectual property, the removal of data. What happens when that same activity is used to to manipulate data or manipulate software or products? And suddenly we can no longer trust the data we're visually seeing. As a military guy, I'm used to seeing visual presentations of the world around me very quickly using colors and symbology and geography so we can start to make risk-based decisions very quickly. What do you do when you can't believe that? What are we going to do as a society if you log on to your bank account and the numbers don't match what you think is reality? What do you do if you're a business and the financial transactions you've created that you're seeing don't reflect what you believe reality is? And the third and final area that concerns me is to date, most non-state actors have viewed cyber as a tool to recruit, to spread ideology, to generate revenue, to coordinate widely dispersed individuals. What happens when some of those same actors use cyber as a tool for destruction? Because they're not interested in maintaining the status quo. They're interested in tearing that status quo down.
1: Well, some very very prescient words from Admiral Mike Rogers that he left us with before he uh, eventually stepped down from being the director of the NSA. Interestingly, Nick, you know, he talks about Ukraine saying that's not the last we're going to hear of it, specifically describing a cyber attack that hit the infrastructure there. But then he goes on to talk about threats of the future, which I think we are still yet to see in their full capacity when what he just described is the future that we are heading directly into, am I am I right, Nick? What do you think?
2: Yeah, and that was the warning that uh, basically these malware and all kinds of different things have been uh, preemptively pre-positioned. Um, into the software for infrastructure and other things like that. The problem is you it'd be difficult to find, let's say you find the malware, um, but it changes code in, in the actual code. So uh, when you go to go try and remove it, you got to make sure you're able to patch it and that's one of the biggest issues with cybersecurity is uh, being able to patch those as they come in and that's something we get tied up with all the time. Our intelligence community is completely tied up doing that and uh, they're trying to figure out a a creative solution to fix the problem. Um, But, uh, you know, one of the biggest issues is that they've been offered all kinds of different encryptions that will prevent this from happening 100%. It's practically impossible without a supercomputer being a state actor so it would remove the opportunity for any sort of amateur hackers or even hackers with really good tools. you got to have a quantum computer to be able to do the hacking that they they, uh, uh, are trying to do or these little amateur people are doing but you know it's easy for them when there's malware in there uh, and there's no secured encryption Um, and, and it's been kept that way on purpose so that we are vulnerable these people set us up For this, the bad guys, the infiltrators in our country did this to us. And and now he's, he's really making it clear that that's something we should be worried about, too.
1: Uh, yeah prescient words 2016 and they are only becoming more true as we go further into the future so if his first prediction was right with regard to ukraine and that not being the last we see of it obviously here we are uh how long until the rest of his predictions come to fruition would be my only uh contention here so that's something we need to be aware of when we come back we have more on Zelensky and What's going to be coming up in Ukraine? This is a wild story that continues to evolve. Everybody, you're going to want to stay tuned. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio. Right,
2: right,
3: Hello, everybody in Northern Colorado. You're all looking good. I knew you would. <laughs> Keep listening to AM 1360, the roar of the Rockies, the best station ever.
1: Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts, Craig James and Nick No. And I wanted to, Nick, real quick, play a clip of the uh, filmmaker, investigative journalist, uh, you know, Scott Ritter, who's been really doing a great job at putting together material to explain what's happening in Ukraine, the players involved, what their motivations are, who Zelensky really is. uh, A lot of very good information, but he just came out recently and uh discussed what he believes Zelensky is facing. He talks about a uh, military and political bankruptcy that he is about to walk headfirst into and he talks about how Zelensky's lost control over his army and the public at this point. Now, is it the, you know, uh uh criminalization of political opposition, is it the imprisonment of his, you know, uh, political enemies, is it the uh, persecution of the Orthodox Church? Is it the, you know, failure in leadership and, and uh, military tactics in fighting Russia? Is it all of the above? Is it just the fact that he's an incompetent and incompetent? You know, we don't know, but maybe it's a combination of all those things. But I want to play this clip of Scott Ritter, and, uh, and we'll talk about it in just a second
6: who has interfered with the course of this war, um, insisting that the, the Ukrainians stick it out in Bakhmut, losing, losing 70,000 men there, insisting on this counteroffensive, losing 90,000 men, and now insisting on Advievka, this battle, defending to the bitter end, losing we don't know how many, probably 50,000, 60,000 uh, Ukrainians. <laughs> um, and Zeluzhny is saying, I would have done this differently. I would have done this differently. Now, Zelensky's trying to blame Zelensky to make Zelensky the fall guy. Zelensky's not having any of that. Zelensky has said, I can not only run the military better than Zelensky, I'm a better leader. He is a political challenger to Zelensky. That's why there's no elections, because Zelensky knows that if there were elections. and Zelensky threw his hat in the ring, Zelensky would lose. So Zelensky canceled the elections. When he tried to fire Zelensky, not only did Zelensky say no, but the military backed Zelensky up saying we, we, we're not going to allow this. Newland traveled, Victoria Newland traveled to Kiev to sort this out because this would be devastating for the United States if there were a coup d'etat in Kiev. How do you call it a democracy when a junta is now in charge? Uh, the whole, everything would fall apart. Congress could never pass uh, the, the money that uh, they're trying to pass for Ukraine. And so we're in a situation now where they're trying to figure out how to unravel this political disaster. We talked about the military collapse of Ukraine. But I've always said that accompanying that will come the societal collapse and the political collapse. And we're looking at the political collapse right now. You know, the question now is can, can, Zelensky, or can Zelensky convince Zelensky to resign and step aside without any uh, drama? And the answer right now is we don't know. We don't know. The United States is putting pressure on that. But if he doesn't, then the question is what do you do about Zelensky? Do you let him? force this issue so that there is a coup which makes it impossible to support Ukraine or does Zelensky step aside Uh, Zelensky is an actor and for the last two years he's been playing the part uh, in a you know, melodrama uh, the narrative, the script of which is written by the West, but the problem is he forgot that he's just an actor He's like an actor who suddenly believes he is the character that he's playing, that he is this Superman, that he is this Winston Churchill, that he can do anything he wants. And he's, he's lost focus. Um, I think what Newland is, is, is did and what the Americans continue to try to do is to remind Zelensky that he's playing a role and that the series has been canceled and it's time for him to step aside. Um, If he doesn't, I don't think he's going to live. In that Dubai apartment I don't think he's gonna live in Miami I think he's gonna die in a courtyard in Kiev gunned down by soldiers who feel betrayed by this
1: man who has literally destroyed their country
6: Hmm. you're not the you're not the only one saying
1: that right so that's the situation we're facing in Ukraine right now you have the puppet Zelensky who is a representative of the US regime and Western interests playing a character who's now basically like ritter says believes he is the character he's playing which is wildly dangerous and has led to huge uh failures on the battlefield and, and there are generals like zeluzhny top ranking military officials who are saying look this guy is a failure an abject failure and he is the one who is losing this war M- perhaps i can do it better this is the conundrum we're facing and this is where i think the uh ukraine may spiral out of control here what do you think nick
2: well <clears throat> the guy's an actor, you gotta you gotta keep that in perspective as you were saying, but don't forget he is a cocaine addict too. Um, you know, when people use cocaine their faculties in their brain for empathy are dampened and uh you know basically removed. So I'm not sure he'll ever feel as if it's the right thing to do to step down um for other people uh you know, and as they said, yeah, he, he would get whacked if he stayed in, but if he left, he'll probably get whacked too. So um you know, he's a liability. He knows the truth. He'd be a huge liability. So I don't think that's gonna work out for him no matter what he does and, and he probably knows that.
1: Yeah, and Vladimir Putin even uh, commented on this during their interview, basically describing him as a puppet. And what was interesting is that, you know, he even makes the comment, you know, I enjoyed watching him. I thought he was funny with regard to Zelensky as an actor. And now he's saying, you know, perhaps we can get back to that one day, meaning that I think even in Putin's mind, he sees. Zelensky is being merely a puppet figure and not really a substantial leader. He's only a representative of the, the Western interests there, Victoria Nuland, and, and what they're running there in Ukraine. So I just think that that whole situation can spiral out of control very quickly, and I wanted to cover that story because I thought it was worth mentioning. Um, and that is where we're at, at least with uh, regard to Ukraine and, and the future of it, any uh, any other stories you want to get into here today Nick
2: well there's there's one I thought was important there was that the former Chilean leader was uh, killed in a helicopter crash and uh, you know which is highly suspicious anytime there is any sort of crash that's not diversity equity inclusion related you definitely want to question it. Um, You know, uh, with him going down in the helicopter and on top of that, an entire city in Chile was burned down to the ground in the same fashion that the homes were in Maui. And get this, they had the same energy company, the same energy company that, that provides service to those smart meters. As uh, uh, as Maui, isn't that a strange coincidence? And if you look at it uh, with all the trees not getting burned down, there's no transfer of wind blowing, making flames touch somewhere else. None of that happened. Same thing. And you know the way you can look at it. If it's the smart meter doing it, that's the most perfect way to do it. Uh, If you're going to try and burn down a whole neighborhood and keep everything else preserved and just take the land, uh, it's brilliant, you know, on their part, because that's what smart meters ultimately are, you know, at any given time, someone can access that and then overload your circuits or whatever it is, and then burn you up. You know, and there's nothing you can do. And if you couple that with the satellites overhead, as there was one this time too, just like there was one in Maui, then you could hit some microwaves. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever put – I don't recommend this, by the way. It would cause a fire and ruin your microwave. But if you put metal in there, sparks start shooting. And uh, the same thing happens with a microwave technology. If you hit the houses at the same time, that with the smart meters uh, overloading, uh, then you can cook the entire neighborhood like they did. And I think everybody should really investigate that and look more into that. Um, and, and I think it's going to be, uh, you know, I, I think that even happened in, in California in some spots, too, where the alleged wildfires took out whole neighborhoods. But then you look and it's just the houses and then the trees around them are, are gone. So I, I think that it's been used in California as well.
1: Well, I mean, we are entering a new world here, a brave new world with new technology that I don't think most people will fully understand probably for decades by design. Uh, The the kind of weapons that we're watching be unleashed are going to be things that most people can't even comprehend, and we're not even all the way into Project Blue Beam and the fake alien invasions. So that's coming up down the line. We have that to look forward to, but we'll get into that and much more on the other side of the break. Nick, uh, very, uh, very astute observations. We have to look at Chile and look at why this is happening in all of these different places. What's the end goal? What, what is the the, the mission there? And uh, you could probably make your own inferences, but we'll try to to get to that. And much more when we come back. Everybody, stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Just Informed Talk Radio.
10: Yes, you can do it yourself.
3: But you don't have to do it alone. Let
10: us help. Listen to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show.
6: Saturdays at 11, right here on AM 1360.
11: You can run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Soon or gotta cut you down. Sooner gotta cut you down.
1: Go tell that Welcome lady. back, to Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts Craig James and Nick No. Nick, we have a few more textures and, and it seems that our audience has a lot to contribute as far as this Chile. Uh, directed energy weapons go they had some interesting points they want to share but first we had somebody text in our friend sandra saying uh, a very compelling documentary they viewed recently was uh, a testimony titled ex-jesuit priest alberto rivera S- and others speak of jesuit infiltration uh very interesting thank you for that uh, kind message and uh thank you for sharing that we also have somebody texting in and they said, from the 505, our friends down there in New Mexico, saying, Intriguing uh, to decide who to listen to, just look at their enemies. Yeah, that's, that, I think that was in regard to the media there. Uh, somebody from the 307, I'm going to have to look up where that's from. Somebody from the 307 texted and said, Chile land grab, perfect jump-off point for central Antarctica for the elites. Elites? Interesting. And finally, we had somebody text in saying, regarding trees versus houses, they say this, chemtrail salts are pyrotechnic and accumulate on hard surfaces while at the same time are absorbed by vegetation. Hmm. All interesting and thoughtful uh, contributions. We appreciate all of you out there texting into the show. Nick, any uh, thoughts on our texters? Uh, Very intriguing and thoughtful contributions.
2: Thank you for talking about that documentary with the Jesuit infiltration. It's It goes way, way, way back. There's so much history with that. It's important to understand your history, to know who your enemies are. Um, thank you for that. And, and yes, uh, we need to look further into Chile, and uh, and that is a very good point. That is a good point. Uh, launch point to to antarctica and don't forget that the bush family they had a bunch of land they bought up basically a huge portion of a a latin american country um let me look up what that is
1: all right while you're looking that up a word from our uh, commander-in-chief the leader of the free world joe biden
6: sunday if you're anything like me you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now.
1: (laughs) We don't need to stop the invasion of our border. But if I don't get 29 ounces of ice cream or whatever it is, as opposed to 25, Nick, that's it. We need uh, intervention from the White House. So anyway, that was our brief intermission. Uh, Nick, back to what you were saying. (laughs)
2: Yeah, they messed up. As soon as they messed up with his ice cream, that was the biggest problem they could have ever created. (laughs) No,
1: they didn't. (laughs) Here it comes.
2: Which reminds me, did you see the story that the special prosecutor is not going to prosecute Biden for taking classified information Uh, and selling it to other countries?
1: You shared this clip with me. Let's play it
2: report on Joe
7: Biden's classified documents investigation. While we learn that the president won't be charged with any crimes, is what the special counsel wrote in this report just as damaging? The president willfully retained classified documents, but shouldn't stand trial because a jury would see him as, quote, a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. If you're too senile to stand trial, are you too senile to be president?
12: Absolutely. If our president is not capable of having proper mental health, then how is he supposed to run the country?
7: In the last week, President Biden has said he's recently talked to the former president of France, a man who's been dead for 28 years. He's recently talked to the former chancellor of Germany who's been dead since 2017. And last night, he said that Mexico borders Gaza. What does this say about the president's relationships with some of our closest allies? Honestly, that says to me that he is in the near end stages of dementia. You're from Germany? Yes. What does that say about U.S.-German relations? <laughs> Not much. Where are you from? From France. Clearly shows that he doesn't care. This report says that President Biden couldn't remember key dates in his life like the dates of when he became vice president how do you forget something like that
12: i don't know you shouldn't forget that as a physician i would worry. if he doesn't know simple things how is he going to know the more important things that he needs to know
7: both of them had documents in their home why is president trump being charged but president biden isn't because he's forgetful
0: at the end of the day the rules change for everybody
1: and it shouldn't be that way
7: in new york for newsmax i'm mike carter
1: well nick that's not good I here's the thing. I saw this report over the weekend and it is infuriating. It is obviously it was dropped right before the Super Bowl. It washes the media cycle. Then we're not going to talk about it, but I almost forgot to even bring it up actually, given uh, you had to remind me of it today, but essentially they wrote a report saying he's, he's too incompetent to face trial. That's like literally going in and, and being like, my client is innocent because he doesn't remember committing the crime. Like, that is not a defense. <laughs> that is literally just an obfuscation of the truth. And and beyond that, I think this is, to me, just the, the the most major indicator we've seen yet that Michelle Obama will be replacing Joe Biden very soon. He will be dropping out of the race, most likely after the primaries take place so that there are no challengers who have a viable chance like Robert Kennedy or anyone else. So they basically are going to have him. You know, take the primary, then drop him and replace him. The DNC will hand select probably Michelle Obama, right, Nick?
2: Right. Big Mike is in the running. Don't forget. And then, of course, Hillary is always jockeying for a position. And she's just like Joe Biden, though. Every time she gets questioned in front of Congress or any of her cronies, they say, oh, I can't remember. I I don't know. Maybe I can't remember anything. Just Uh, like Joe Biden. How is it any different?
1: I just got a push alert on my phone from uh, my true social app saying – VP Kamala Harris has just come out and said she is ready to serve, quote-unquote, as concerns grow over Biden's age. How appropriate was that? (laughs) So maybe they're going to roll out a Kamala, right? Oh, yeah. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Maybe Michelle Obama will run as Kamala's VP. That would be a a Harris Obama. You could see that. I can see the signs already.
2: Okay. Well, look what happened to their, look what happened to their cook. I bet the same thing will happen to Kamala. Uh, I hope, I hope not.
1: We don't wish for those kind of things here, Nick. We just kind of observe and make uh, realistic predictions. Anyway, when we come back, guys, we have much more. We're going to give you a little bit of hope and encouragement to take with you today. Thanks for sticking with us. Stay tuned. We'll be back. You're listening to Justin Form Talk Radio.
9: The globalists say resistance is futile. Will you choose to accept your slavery or declare your liberty? Find out how on Pac-Man and the Rev, Saturdays from one to two, sometimes the truth hurts
3: You are listening to
11: K the roar of the Rockies, the Rockies.
0: When I was broken at the bottom, I found you're my healer and redeemer, Jesus, that's who you
1: Welcome back to Just Form Talk Radio with your hosts Craig James and Nick No. and you know our final segment, as always, is our God's Grace is Greater segment, where we read some scripture, leave you guys with some hope and encouragement to take with you today, go out and do great things for the Lord, and remember that although all these things seem dark, uh, that there is hope and there is light, and we just have to go search and find it, and it will be there. Uh, we're going to get into that in a second. Before we do that, though, you know, Nick, we we always do our uh, final thoughts. Nick, what are your final thoughts for the audience today with regard to everything we talked about? Um, What do you want to leave everyone with?
2: Keep the faith, hold the line, and uh, we're we're all going through this together. I know it seems like it's never-ending, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and God wins in the end.
1: Amen, brother. I agree. I couldn't agree more. And uh, with that in mind, we do our God's grace is greater segment every show today is no different. We're in the Book of Psalms. We're at Psalm 43 today, and this is a simple call to God to, to help us through a tough time. And I love this this psalm in particular because in particular because it speaks to. A situation that we actually find ourselves in today so the things they were experiencing thousands of years ago are are almost identical to what we're facing today and that's because evil has existed throughout the history of time but in and amongst that evil god has existed and has been better and greater and has been able to save for longer than uh, evil has existed so that is the truth and i want to share these words with you psalm 43 it's a short one but a very poignant one nonetheless it says vindicate me god and defend my cause against an ungodly nation rescue me from the deceitful and unjust man for you are the god of my refuge why have you rejected me why must i go about in sorrow because of the enemy's oppression send your light and your truth let them lead me Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to your dwelling place. Then I will come to the altar of God. To God, my greatest joy, I will praise you with the lyre. God, my God, why am I so depressed? Why this turmoil within me? Put your hope in God, for I will still praise him, my Savior and my God. And I love that message because what is being said here is, is true, not just when this is, these words were originally written, but it's so true still today that we are facing an ungodly nation. We're facing deceitful and unjust men seeking to bring us down god will be our refuge and god has not rejected us he has to be praised through the affliction that's the test that's the true test of of our faith is that even when things are not going the way we want them to we still have that faith we still believe we still trust in god's plan being greater than what we can see or imagine and to me as a christian and i know for nick you as well i'm sure when we look around us and see such a dark and broken world, we do call on God to send his light and his truth to lead us. And we do pray to God to lead us to his holy places. And we hope and trust that in that, God will deliver us in what way he sees fit according to his plan and his will, but we have to be able, in our own turmoil and depression, put our hope still in God and still praise him and trust that no matter what happens, we will overcome with God at our side, with God for us, who can stand against us. And I'll tell you who, no one. So that's my message to all of you out there. And if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and savior, here's my, my call to action for you. If you want a relationship with God and you want to do great things and have him do things that you don't think are possible right now, Open your heart, say a prayer, repent of your sinful ways and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and watch him do things in your life that you may have never thought were possible. And if you have accepted Jesus, take these words with you today and use them to go out and do great things. But with that being said, I want to say thank you to Nick. I want to say thank you to everybody out there listening. Thank you to all you guys supporting the show. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, uh, all of it. Leave your thoughts, comments below. But we'll see you tomorrow, God willing. Until then, my name is Craig. Godspeed and God bless each and every one of you patriots.